calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Your Angry Angry Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. (laughs) Bravo. Bravo. Yeah, it's not like I practiced that before we started. Definitely not. You know, didn't want a repeat of last week's mistakes. Absolute catastrophe. (laughs) Disaster. Uh, Well, this week I'm trying to record with headphones on. It's very weird. I feel like I'm very far away from you. I don't love it. So we'll we'll see how this goes. All right. But we're trying to cut down on that buzzing sound that you all heard in the last couple of episodes. Yeah, it was not fun for me editing to hear it. So I'm sure it wasn't fun for any of you to hear it either. And it was so frustrating. Sorry. Sorry about (laughs) that. We're going to try to make it better this time around. Yes. Uh, Okay. So I've got a couple topics to discuss this week. Do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? I do as well. I mean, I feel like the topics that I have are both things that have been heavily discussed in the news. Okay, great. And I'm wondering if there's anything that like we have is similar. Uh, probably. Travis Scott Astroworld. Yes. Okay, great. I've got pages on that. That's okay. what I was going to start with. Wonderful. This week. Okay, that's the first thing I have in my notes as well. So let's get that started. Where Where do we start? Well, um, last weekend at the Astroworld Festival. Eight people died and some 25 were treated at hospitals with hundreds more suffering injuries after a crowd surge at the performance by Travis Scott um, in Houston. Yes. So the dead range in age from 14 to 27. Yeah. Uh, And again, 25 people were hospitalized with the youngest patient being nine years old. Yeah. It's truly just like really devastating and a lot of the things that you're seeing, um, because of course this is a tragedy that's happened in in the modern era. So we're seeing a lot of firsthand video footage and yeah. accounts uh, of what took place there. And it also has to do with celebrities, which also get, like adds to that intrigue. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, yes. And of course, it's just like Jenner kardashian adjacent you know yeah i kind of like forgot about that at first and i was like oh shit yeah he's with kylie jenner that is wild um it's something that i feel like really 
could have been prevented or at least stopped much, much sooner. And that is, I think, the thinking of a lot of people. I've seen a lot of videos of other concerts and things like that where the artists have noticed right away and been able to shut things down or where security notices things right away and are able to swoop in and take care of things. And it really seems like the planning uh, specifically for security was really, really poor poorly done for this event yeah I mean I think that that's something that a lot of people are criticizing here because we don't know exactly what caused it uh if there were there seemed to have been like a lot of factors that played into uh the chaos I mean the pens essentially that they were keeping them in uh to kind of like differentiate between like VIP levels uh at the concert Mm mm-hmm kind of prevented movement um there were also not enough medical staff there not enough security there and so I think that there were a lot of things that played into it however I think the reason why people are being so critical of Travis Scott specifically is one because of what you just said um I've been to look I went to so many rock punk shows yeah and those are like the videos that i've seen are from like really intense like punk rock shows i, and stuff. I was a little girl like, yeah in terrifying in mosh pits right you know and like of course you come out of it with scrapes and bruises yeah. and like all kinds of things um but there was usually this kind of air of like safety yeah right like that was important like it was like we are here to have a good time yeah we're not here to get anybody hurt yeah and so even though you know the fire chief said you know like everything was up to par as far as like inspection goes I mean the only thing that I want to interject with really quick when it has to when it comes to the firefighters because what I read on CNN was that firefighters stationed outside were not in radio communication with the emergency medical providers hired by the concert organizers. And that's part of the lawsuit against the organizers of the concert. Houston fire officials asked concert organizers for a radio to communicate, but were only provided with cell phone numbers, which didn't work due to poor service. So right. there was no real communication with the help that was stationed outside and the people that were inside. Oh, absolutely. The communication was super messed up. Yeah. Um, I only say that because the fire chief did insist that the venue had met inspectors criteria okay. as far as like safety capacity protocols and, and like yeah. Yeah, entry and exit. I mean, uh, it seems like when you get enough people and enough like energy going in a crowd if they start to rush the stage, everybody, it's kind of that mob mentality. And like the way that it was being described in a lot of the CNN articles that I was reading was like a crush. They were yes. crushed. Yeah. It's death by it compression, was, essentially. Yeah, like it your was chest like a stampede. Compressed. And yeah, it's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying to think about. I've seen videos of stuff like that happening at concerts, and it almost reminds me of like the January 6th riot a little bit too, where we saw videos of people being really pushed and compressed into spaces. Right. It's very scary. I mean, there was one, um, and I feel like a lot of people have heard about this now because I think Georgia told this story on My Favorite Murder, but kind of recently. But okay. there was a massive disaster like this that happened, I think, in 1989 in Liverpool at a soccer game where like oh, 96 yeah. people died. Yeah. And they described how awful it was because, you know, a lot of the survivors described how scary it was that you could like see the sky and like your mouth and your nose wasn't covered up 
but you could not breathe because like the the pressure on your chest so something to keep in mind if you're ever at a show like that and you're experiencing something like that one thing that I read was to try and get your arms and like your forearms and your wrists to like cover your in front of your rib cage like in front of your body yeah so your Um, arms like your forearms are like touching in front of your chest so right, you're covering yeah. your ribs. so cage. think like wrists wrists together underneath yeah. your chin kind yeah. of situation so that you can try and get in as much air as possible so that yeah it's not and you're an- protecting mm-hmm. you know your lungs and your ribs from being crushed at least a little yeah, bit yeah I thought that that was very yeah good information smart. to know because <laughs> that could happen to any of us like if you go to concerts like this or if you go to music festivals or you go anywhere where it's like a large group of people yeah um and every concert I've ever been to, if you're in the front, you're getting pushed up against. Like, yeah, it's just yeah. the way everybody that it is. wants to get to the front. Right. Yeah. So there is that constant pressure pushing forward. So, you know, I think that there were a lot of factors at play. There was also there were signs that this was going to be an issue beforehand. I mean, right. people had knocked down barricades. People had gotten trampled earlier in the day, right. rushing the VIP section. So that should have been a red flag as far as I'm concerned to security definitely to, to keep an eye out on yes. on this situation um but I think people are really upset with Travis Scott also because him and the show's organizers Live Nation didn't stop the show immediately yeah so the the police department saw attendees quote going down at 9 30 p.m and around that same time fire officials initiated a quote mass casualty incident at mm-hmm. 9 30 and yet the concert went on for another 40 minutes before being canceled yeah. and then travis scott went out because drake was a surprise performer that night and then drake came on and Mm -hmm. started to perform so now he's being roped into all Uh of this too yeah and travis scott went to drake's after party afterwards like after the event Mm, and people are like well he may not have known this that he knew that something happened but he didn't know the severity of what happened but like i also read that all the producers for the artists were made aware of the situation once the incident was reported. And that's how I feel as well. Like, I have a hard time believing that he wasn't aware that people had died or at least were in critical condition because yeah. we have that very that now very famous video of that person, you know, climbing on the platform and telling the camera operator there were two individuals who climbed a platform during the show and said, you yelling, and they're like, you need to stop the show people are dying like yeah. you need to stop the show and the camera operator kind of like shoes them away and what do you think they're being people, hyperbolic like <laughs> a lot of people are like well what was he supposed to do he listen if you've ever like worked on a show before like even a theater production or you've been on a set of any kind a lot of those people are in constant communication like right. they and have you know headsets. somebody who's higher up Right, and they, they're usually connected via headsets or right. walkie-talkies. So for him not to have informed anyone, and maybe he did, but for that not to have made it up to somebody who could have halted the show, I have a hard yeah. time believing that. You know, And it is, to me, it just seems like he wasn't taking this person seriously. That's what it looks like. 100%, yeah. and that's kind of one of those things where this has happened in concerts and festivals and in venues like this before. So you'd think that if you're hearing, you know, that cry that you would respond to it and immediately know that it was legitimate and not take it as being or at least escalate it immediately so that someone can take a look, you know, and, and you know what, 
shows have been stopped for less. Yeah. For far less. So it just feels like even if you're not 100% certain, why not pause? Just pause, pu- pull the lights up. Yeah. Uh, just to see, you know. And then I also have a hard time believing they didn't know anything was going on because Kylie Jenner posted a story to her Instagram stories because she was there. Right. And you can clearly see a ambulance in the middle of the crowd and she deleted that Instagram story. Of course she did. So how, like... You knew. What did you think was going on? Yeah, that's not normal to have an ambulance in the middle of your venue as a concert's going on. Yeah, so... And and then Travis Scott's apology. Did you watch that thing? Of course I didn't watch it. I like. There's no way I'm going to watch some, like, pathetic apology like that. I just read... Some of the quotes from it. It was so bizarre. So I had like I was like on this the next day and I got I was still in bed and I like got on both Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott's Instagrams because I wanted to see if they had said anything and they didn't for like a minute. And then later on in the day, I was like, I'm going to check again. Oh, you know, their publicists or whatever all morning were concocting statements for the both of them. It is so his quote unquote apology, first of all. He doesn't apologize. Not really. Which I hate that. I imagine is probably his PR team telling him not to admit fault. Right. But it is th- one of the weirdest things from a body language perspective I've ever seen. Like he won't stop touching his face. He's like rubbing his face. It's so weird. Um, that is really weird. I think I remember hearing somewhere that that's like a tell for lying if someone keeps like messing with their face. Did I watch a body analyst a body language analyst break down this video i sure did did somebody go down a youtube rabbit hole i think they did well i already followed this guy (laughs) it's like observe is the channel okay that's all he does what did they what did they say he said that it's either like he's on something that's affecting his like ability to communicate or he's or he's being deceptive like but, you know, OK, it's not a perfect science. I'm just saying it looks shady. That's all I'm saying mm-hmm. personally. But he is facing some legal consequences. Yeah. Um, as is Live Nation. Lawsuits have been filed against him and Live Nation, as well as others associated with producing the show. Including Drake. In- including Drake. Those. That's a civil lawsuit uh, from somebody who was there. Right. I imagine. I mean, a 14 year old died. Yeah. I imagine that we're going to be seeing. Uh, more of that stuff come down um come down the pipe it's yeah, it's just 100%. really sad it's just really really sad it is really sad i do want to take a moment to discuss who the eight victims are a vigil has been made at the nrg park for the eight concert goers who lost their lives and they are john hilgert who's a freshman in high school in houston texas Franco Patino, who is a 21-year-old Dayton University student, originally from Illinois, who was also a member of the Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers. Jacob Jiranek, who was a 20-year-old Naperville native who went to Southern Illinois University, who was interested in journalism. Rudy Pena. Mirza Danish Baig, I hope I'm saying their last name correctly, who died saving her sister-in-law from the attacks. Brianna Rodriguez, who was 16 years old and a junior in high school in Houston. She was in the school band. Axel Acosta, who was a 21-year-old from Washington and studying to be an engineer. And Madison Dubisky, who was 23 and from Cypress, Texas, and was involved in community service organizations for mothers and daughters. It's just really sad. And, you know, one of those, it's one of those things where 
I think anytime anyone dies in a tragedy like this, of course, it's not like you woke up thinking today is the day I'm going to die. Yeah. You know? But it's just as someone who has gone to so many shows, it's so unexpected. Like, yeah. The excitement you have going to a show, you're going to see one of your favorite artists, maybe. For real. You know, it's an outdoor festival after a year of a lot of uncertainty yeah and you're like expecting to have a ton of fun and make a lot of memories and have something really really wonderful happen right you don't anticipate being unsafe it's so it's just so like anytime something's unexpected like that it just hits me really hard yeah you know totally it's it's just really sad and I do want to say one last thing before we end on this topic and that is I've seen a lot of stuff online um, kind of like veiled dog whistly racist stuff mm. about like the types of people who were at this show, right? Oh, quote no, unquote. No, 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 we're not going to do that. A lot of the people there, of course, are like hip hop fans. A lot of it's a very black city. Houston yeah. is a very black city. A lot of the people there were black. And um, that's basically what they're saying when they say like the type of people who were in the crowd. Um, And there has been a lot of comparisons, not unlike what we just did uh, to rock shows who have a very different kind of crowd typically. Um, And I just want to say that this is not that's not what this is, because like Kendrick Lamar has stopped shows to make sure that people are safe. That's not what this is about. It's not about the type of people who were in the crowd. Music genre or race issue. Right. This is something else. Um, So I did just want to touch on that very quickly um, because I realized I went to a lot of rock shows. That's why I used that example. Yeah. The example of a lot of the videos that are circulating online. But in no way am I saying that this is like specific to the genre or or definitely the people who not were there like this no is, this and I is think a problem, that a larger problem yeah and artists speak so often about how much they love their fans and appreciate their fans and while you can't expect artists to know 100% of what's going on all the time there's you know lights and they're performing and, and everything they can't else always like hear that. right like they're connected to yeah earpieces and things like that I'm willing to give a certain amount of grace right. but but you you cannot be on stage with something like that happening. And like we said earlier in the episode, we've both seen, you know, instances where less has happened and shows have stopped. So to me, that does say that you do have to kind of like have that integrity and be willing to shut down your show that you've worked really hard on, take that ego away in order to take care of the fans that you say that you love so much. Yeah, I mean, and as a celebrity, especially with Travis Scott, this is his festival. Uh-huh. When you put your name on something, you better be ready to, you know, sink or swim with it. Like, yeah. that's kind of how it goes. Like, yeah. you put your name on this. The police chief did say that he spoke to Travis Scott before the show and voiced some concerns. Um, so I think you got to make sure it's it's right. Like, yeah. every, you're running a tight ship. Like, you have to. Um so yeah, it's it's just tragic. Mm. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. 
That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, well, I have some COVID news. This is actually from last week. We didn't get to it last week. Yeah. Uh, So it starts off bad, but we move into a more positive space. Okay, Okay, perfect. So the bad is that right now the United States has surpassed 750,000 COVID-19 deaths. Um, And that's Uh. according to the latest data from Johns Hopkins University. The U.S. now leads the world with the most COVID-19 deaths, followed by Brazil, who has more than 60 or 600,000 deaths. Uh, Since the beginning of the pandemic, more than 46 million Americans have been infected with COVID-19. Wow. So that's shitty, right? Honestly, that like doesn't really surprise me. Like everybody knows multiple people that have had COVID. I feel like it's insane. Yes. I mean, it's, it's upsetting because we never got it. How did that happen? I don't so know. Lucky. <laughs> or like we were asymptomatic or, you know, I, know I literally never left my fucking house. Well, yeah, for <laughs> like months and months. Um, but also I know everyone says this, but I was really sick, like literally two weeks before lockdown. So maybe I had it then. And <laughs> that's I don't know. true. I that's was really sick, uh, like a couple of weeks before we went into lockdown, like in February, like mid February. So I don't know if that's possible, but yeah. I know a lot of people say that they're like, I bet I had it already. You know, I don't know. Yeah. No way point. to know for sure at this point. Um, but it is upsetting because it's just like. <laughs> America, what are you doing? Like we we have so much access. We have so much privilege that other countries don't have in terms of access to the vaccine. Yeah. (laughs) That it's it's so such a bummer that yeah. we're in this It's space. even like very surprising to me hearing that people in my life are just now getting vaccinated. Like a few coworkers. I'm like, really? Yeah. I need Why to go get. Why the fuck did you wait so long? I need to go get my booster. I'm eligible for my booster. Yeah. I really need to go get it. Uh, Same. But Anthony got really sick when he got it. And I'm like, I don't have a good time to be that sick. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing is that at least now, like I can maybe prepare for how shitty I'm going to feel. I was out for a good solid two days. Yeah, so I'm bad. like, I need, I'm waiting for like a, a a moment when I'm like, I know I can just lock myself in my house and not work on anything because yeah. I'm afraid. I'm afraid I'm gonna have a bad reaction. But right. but listeners, I'm yeah. still gonna go do it. I'm still gonna do it. One hundred percent, we so are. You should worth too. it. So worth it. So the good news in terms of COVID news is that the first pill to treat COVID has been approved in the UK. Yes. So the tablet. Molnupiravir. Nice. There we go. I think that's how you say that. Will be given twice a day to vulnerable patients recently diagnosed with the disease. In clinical trials, the pill, originally developed to treat flu, cut the risk of hospitalization or death by about half. Wow. So the security, um, the health security there in England, I, I don't know what they're what their titles are in their government, uh, said that the treatment was, quote, a game changer for the most frail and immunocompromised. Hmm. So in a statement, he said, today is a historic day for our country as the UK is now the first country in the world to approve an antiviral that can be taken at home. 
for COVID. That's wild. Amazing. So like if you know that you have it, the drug can be given within five days of symptoms developing uh, in order to be the most effective, but it should also be effective against new variants of the virus as it evolves in the future. So mm. if you start developing COVID symptoms and you're like, maybe I have COVID, if you get tested for it immediately yeah, um, and they're like, yes, you have COVID, you can take this drug at home. It's not something you have to go to the hospital for. Um, you don't which need is, a prescription for it. Or, yeah. 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 So the U.S. has made a purchase agreement to get 1.7 million courses of the drug at a cost of roughly $700 per patient. So we'll see how that works out with our fucked up healthcare system. For real. Because uh, I wonder if it's going to be given out for free because we are in a worldwide pandemic. Yeah, um, $700 per patient. Right. Because thus far we haven't had to pay for... Like, I haven't paid for a single COVID test, and I've had quite a yeah. few of them. Like, I, we didn't have to pay for the vaccine. So I'm hoping that that trend will continue with this drug. But right. I don't trust our healthcare system. No. Uh, so I, I really, it feels very America to charge people to stay alive. You know what I mean? Oh, 100%. So <laughs> other countries, including Australia, Singapore, and South Korea, have also made purchase agreements. So... Fingers crossed that this is something that works and becomes widely available to people. And uh, so we can, yeah, we can cut down on, you know, our overwhelmed ICUs. Yeah. Well, I also have something involving COVID to talk about. And it's also involving sports again, because who the fuck am I? I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Because Jesus, holy Christ. I'm immunized Rodgers. Oh, my God. That okay. is his full name. <laughs> on his birth certificate. change it at this point. 100%. So Aaron Rodgers plays for the Green Bay Packers, and he is also engaged to the actress Shailene Woodley, who is saying really? a bunch of... You didn't know that? No, I remember that he used to be with Olivia Munn, which oh, makes funny. sense. <laughs> Who's now pregnant with John Mulaney's baby, but I think they broke up. No, there's rumors that they broke up, but it hasn't been confirmed. Okay. I know. Um, okay. But, but yeah, I mean, listen, I feel like that makes sense. I, but, you know, I was like looking up Shailene Woodley anti-vax because she's like super like, like hippy dippy. Very mm-hmm. hippy dippy. Yeah. Like I remember her talking in an interview about like sunbathing her vagina and things like that. Yeah. Uh, there was something involving like healing mud that yes. I knew about her. Yeah. She's she's very goopy. I'll say that. She's very, very goopy. And so it wouldn't surprise me if she's like, let's look at alternative ways of dealing with things. And it kind of seems like this guy is as well. Also, Aaron Rodgers at one point was in the running to be the new Jeopardy host. People loved him as the Jeopardy host. Honestly, I really, I just saw clips. I thought he was great too. I really liked the guy. I mean, I'm not a sports person, but like I have ESPN on in my house a lot. So I, you know, I have to say like, You know, I didn't before I knew anything about him personally, as far as like sports figures go, he did seem fairly charismatic, like Tom Brady just kind of seems like an asshole. It's like, yeah, you're good at throwing the ball, but you seem like kind of a dick. Like Aaron Rodgers didn't feel that way to me. Like he, he did feel like a more kind of like personable. Yeah. Kind of person. But this is some bullshit. Freaking wild. So he tested positive for COVID-19, which kind of outed the fact that he was not vaccinated as he had told reporters that he was quote immunized and That's some shady, shady shit right there, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's super shady. I guess he was doing some like homeopathic 
treatment and that's things not like how that, that works that's not look just because you gargled colloidal silver it does not mean <laughs> that you are immunized 100 percent disease yeah but he was still telling the nfl that he was immunized or whatever and whatever homeopathic treatment this is Scientists in the NFL do not receive that as a valid vaccination. No kidding. <laughs> right. So, and it gets better because now he's also using, you know, homeopathic treatments to heal his COVID and everything like that. And he I heard he got shit from Joe Rogan, which is. No, he didn't get shit from Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan is helping him. No, that's what I mean. Is he yes. got like, ideas from him? Yes. Like, oh, I thought oh. you meant like got shit from him. Like Joe Rogan made fun of him. No, no, no. no They're no, like no. buddy, buddy, buddy. Yeah. So, um, never take advice from Joe Rogan. Let's oh my just God. Say that. We need to do a whole episode on Joe Rogan. A terrible person. So Aaron appeared on the Pat McAfee show on Friday and said a bunch of stuff, starting with, I'm going to have the best immunity possible now based on the 2.5 million person study from Israel that the people that get COVID and recover have the most robust immunity. I'm thankful for people like Joe stepping up and using his voice. I'm thankful for my medical squad and I'm <laughs> thankful for all the love and support I've gotten. But I've been taking monoclonal antibodies ivermectin. I ivermectin. Yeah, zinc, yeah. vitamin C and DHK. CQ and I feel pretty incredible of these only monoclonal I can't say that monoclonal antibodies are approved treatments for COVID-19 but those alone could account for any could not account for any improvement in his symptoms and the Center for Disease Control and Prevention noted that the Israeli study that he referred to looked at people who had been vaccinated six months before or longer which doesn't really give a clear um like indication yeah, yeah of like immunity and things like that uh, this is it's so dangerous for people like him to come out and say things like this same thing with yeah. joe rogan like first of all your access to resources is not that like a rich person recovering from covid and a poor person recovering from covid are two very are different two very things. different things their journeys with the disease are going to be very very different your access to doctors uh medicine and monitoring it's completely different. Yeah, and if you try something and it doesn't work, we can rush you to a hospital and it's not going to be the end of the world. And Joe Rogan is partially responsible for all of those people who, took, who took ivermectin that was not meant for humans. Yeah. That was meant for livestock yeah. and got very sick. I guess now Aaron Rodgers has taken it. Disgusting. Stop it's it. It's so gross. So also on the Pat McAfee show, he said, I realize I'm in the crosshairs of the woke mob right now. So before my <laughs> final nail gets put in my cancel culture casket, I think I would like to set the record straight on so many of the blatant lies that are out there about myself. Cool. He said the media was on a, quote, witch hunt. Literally word, stop. To find out which NFL players were vaccinated. He describes himself as not an anti-vax flat earther, but that he's a, quote, critical thinker. Okay. Yeah. And now, okay. You did, did you your own research. Did your own research until listening to Joe Rogan and some light Googling? Because that's not enough. 100%. That's exactly what he did. And now there's a picture that is allegedly of him leaving the house, breaking his quarantine. And Shailene Woodley has taken to Instagram and being like, LOL, nice try. His hands are way hairier or his feet are way bigger. I think I know what my fiance looks like more than you would. But all that like she's like going off. And I'm like, this isn't a good man. Protect you, your ma career because 
for fucking real. Like he is not worth your career and you have a great one. So yikes. watch it. Yikes. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's very frustrating for me. Like when people with platforms like this use it for this purpose, yeah. like, and they feel emboldened because they feel like they're being backed by all of these people who believe the same things that they believe. Exactly. So they they feel like they're speaking up for the little people, right? You know, against the woke mob. But it's just like, man, you're look, you're a millionaire. This yeah. whole cancel culture bullshit. Stop it right now. Like, stop it. Like, honestly, we need to do an entire episode on cancel culture because that trigger word that so many people use is so it's it's such bullshit yeah <laughs> because it's, it's just it's like very oh, fear mongering is, is dave Chappelle canceled because last time i checked he's one of the wealthiest comedians to exist yeah. and is, is chrissy teigen really canceled yeah like stop it just, yeah just stop it you stop it right now look i'm not in the mood you stop you daylight go your savings room. is messing with my mood and What's I messing with your moon? Daylight savings. Oh, I thought you. Sorry, I was speaking at the same time of you, so I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> no, like it's getting dark while I'm still at work, which is pissing me off. It's really not good. Yeah. Uh, so I just I can't. I my my tolerance for bullshit is at an all time low mm, and getting lower okay. every day, every right? passing day. That tolerance is getting lower and lower. And in as my, life. my age rises, my tolerance for bullshit goes down 100 <laughs> percent. we're gonna be the meanest bitches in the world in oh our, like, 80s. i plan on being the grumpiest old lady you're like no holding nothing back <laughs> nothing keegan's just gonna go listen uh, yeah listen and they will because i'll be old <laughs> which is why you're gonna have to say it even more you're command just command respect screaming listen <laughs> listen <laughs> oh my goodness well that's all i have for today is there anything else that you wanted to talk about that's all i got all right everybody if there's anything that you would like us to discuss in next week's news episode please email us or direct message us you can email us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com or direct message us on instagram at angry neighborhood feminist you can also join us on facebook we have a business page where you can rate and review us or go to the group page and chat with your fellow listeners last but certainly not least we've been getting a few more reviews lately we would like for that to continue so if you haven't done so already please hop on over to your apple podcast app and leave us a five-star review with a quick sentence about why you enjoy the show all right so we have you today with all being said we encourage you to rage on bye Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.